Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey there. Welcome to this episode of the podcast. I am so very thankful that you've taken the time today to listen to the show. Um, You know, where you spend your time matters, and I really do mean it when I say thank you for taking the time to listen to the Burt Not Ernie show. Your time is valuable. It's probably one of our absolutely greatest gifts from the Lord, so the fact that you're spending it here is, um, it's super duper important to me that I acknowledge that you have made a decision with your time, and uh, it's probably one of the biggest reasons why I pray that each episode would be a tremendous blessing and encouragement to listeners because you don't have to spend your time here. I want it to be a good investment of your time. So um, saying all that, I just want to say that today um, to my listeners, I'm going to mention listening as we get started. You know, listening is so important for any relationship. I know you know that, like parents with children, um, in a marriage, of course, with a boss and employee type situation between good friends. You know, good friends are good listeners. Am I right? And I think this is also true of our relationship with God. If we listen well, if we as disciples of Jesus, as God's children, listen well, good things are going to come from that. Good things will come of being a good listener. They just will. Listen well to God's word. And one way that we can do this is by applying what we read in our Bible. Hopefully we're reading our Bible each day. Applying what we read And what you learn about in your small group, maybe you're reading some Christian books like devotionals or other types of Christian literature. There's tons of good stuff out there. If you need any ideas, uh, hit me up. I've got loads of good ideas for you. And I'm not just talking about books I've written. Uh, What I would recommend would probably be loads of books by other authors. There's so much that we can learn by listening well. And I know it sounds weird to think of reading a book and me saying listening well, but you know what I mean by that. Like you can read and not really even, you ever done that? You get to the, you've like, oh, four pages ago, I stopped knowing what in the world was going on. My mind is somewhere else. You can read and not pay attention. So just think of listening as like my overarching description of paying attention and being attentive. Okay. So what you learned in small group, what books you're reading, what your pastor says in the sermon each week. Show that you're a good listener. And the way that you show you're a good listener is by, I I guess basically it's by taking the word of God and applying it to your life by application. We show up to our life intentionally. Let's show up to our life to apply God's word with some intentionality. That will make a difference. That will have an impact. That will be like, man, good things are coming from my time focused on God and his word and my time spent in prayer when we are intentional and attentive about that. So be a good listener, right? And also I want to say like during your prayer time, of course, we don't want to just talk, 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 say amen and run off with the busyness that's screaming at us 
and it never stops screaming. The world never stops screaming. You know, even if you don't intentionally ignore and shut off the push notifications on your phone, your phone will not stop screaming at you. That's just one part of your life. We need to slow down and listen. God may just have something really important, incredibly encouraging, terribly challenging at times, but that's part of discipleship and sanctification too, right? Stepping up to the challenge of what God's word says when, when it's like a mirror. You read it and you let it read you and you're like, oh, that mirror is reflecting back some stuff. Ugh. Like it can be challenging, but that's still a good kind of challenging. If there's something he wants you to know, I would hate for you to miss it because you weren't super tuned in and listening well. So, you know, be sure to get quiet enough to hear him. If he has something to say, like for me, I like to spend my prayer time with a pen and a journal handy. I'm, I'm a super wordy person. I love to read. I can't remember not ever loving to read. Uh, I uh, fiddle diddle around with writing. I've been a blogger for a lot of years. I use words on the podcast. So it seems like a pretty good fit for me, like pretty spot on that listening with a pen in my hand kind of helps me to be an attentive and a good listener because I'm going to best remember what I write down. But if that's not helpful for you, just ignore that and, you know, do what works for you. But find a way to listen carefully and listen attentively. So today's verse holds a lot of promise. Like it's a whopper of a promise. It's a big one. It's really vast, I guess you could say, and it's important. So let's get to it. You're listening to The Burt Not Ernie Show, part of the Spark Network, now playing on the Edify app. This is episode number 135. Okay, so today we're looking at just one verse, one single verse, and it's from the book of Psalms, that wonderful just package of, oh, I guess songs, poetry, encouragement, raw honesty that we find smack dab in the middle of our Bibles. Psalm 62, verse 8, and I'm going to read today from the Amplified Version. Okay, here's what it says. Psalm 62, 8 from the Amplified. Trust confidently in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. So the promise in this verse, it kind of comes attached to some things, I guess you might say. Like first all, first of all, first off, first of all, I totally mixed up all and off. So, um, you know, if you have listened for very long, you know that my, not really a motto, but one thing I apply is to this podcast and to everything I do is to not be fake, be very, very real. It's not a contest. It's just life. Authenticity matters to me because it matters to the Lord. So when I flub up, if you're a new listener, when I flub up, don't expect a bunch of, um, you're just going to hear it there. I'm not going to really edit it out. So I'm going to try to say this again without combining two words to make a word. That's not a word. The promise in this verse comes with some things kind of attached to it, it kind of seems like. So first, we need to evaluate the state of our hearts and discern whether or not we are fully trusting in the Lord. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we all need to do that now and then. Am I trusting confidently in God at all times? That's a pretty big, broad question to ask ourselves. And it's also a super wise question to ask in light of the fact that this verse is in our Bibles for a reason. So let's be willing to evaluate the state of our hearts and and discern and let the Holy Spirit shine a spotlight where he wants to to say right here, you're not trusting in the Lord or over here, you're trusting in him, but not confidently or over here, 
um, you're not trusting in him at all times. You've got these areas where you trust him completely. And this one over here and then this one over here, you're not trusting him. That's a good heart check to do with the Lord. Like let the Lord speak into the situation. Um, you know, he's not about running around and beating you over the head with a with a frying pan, dropping an anvil on you, um, you know, just browbeating you. He is about conviction with a purpose, and it's based in a heart of just so much love. He wants you to be like Jesus. So when you feel that conviction, remember, it's just him making you more like Jesus. And that's such a good thing. Okay, and then the next three words, at all times. You know, the Amplified adds that word confidently as an adverb to help us really drill down and understand how we are to be trusting in the Lord. And how are we to be trusting in the Lord? Confidently. By definition, that word confidently, it indicates certainty and a total like trustfulness, full of conviction, having assurance, confidently. Okay, you, you say it like that, Jan, and it's a little bit more like, oh, yeah. yeah, it's easy to just read read over the verses in our Bible and check off our daily Bible reading list and not slow down enough to really think about what does that actually say? And in some cases, we've read certain portions of our Bible so many times that we're not like floored by it anymore. So part of what I want to do on the show today is to kind of floor you with this a little bit. Can you say that? That confidently describes you and how you trust in the Lord at all times. With certainty, with total trustfulness. Are you full of conviction about how good your God is and why you can trust him confidently at all times? Do you have the assurance that, quite frankly, God wants you to have confidently Trust confidently, full of conviction, having assurance, certain and totally like this is complete trust in God at all times. And that word all, A-L-L, all means all, doesn't it? I mean, that's just what it means. It can't mean anything else. It doesn't mean anything less than all. All means all. To the filled, up, tippy top brim, 100% completely all. And when are we to trust confidently in the Lord? Oh, you know, just, just only at all times. Every single moment of every single day at all times. Yeah, this verse, it's just one verse, one verse, a handful of words. And there's so much here that can help disciple us because discipleship matters. And discipleship can't only happen for an hour and a half on Sunday morning at church. Discipleship happens daily when you let the Holy Spirit speak to you as you open his word and as you let him do the work he wants to do, discipleship can hopefully happen through other people in our lives who can speak truth, sometimes hard truth when we need to hear it. So, you know, this is a handful of words that can change the trajectory of our lives. And this is just one single verse. Think about what would happen if we spent one entire year really choosing to let the word of God change our lives. That when we read it, we're going to, as I said earlier, let it read us. Let God do what he wants to do as we spend time with him. The end of the year would be pretty remarkable and um, in good ways, I guess. I'm just going to say it like that. It would be remarkably good in amazing ways if we would let that be the case. We're told here in Psalm 62, 8 to pour out our heart before him. 
pour out your heart before him. Pour it out. What comes to mind when I say those three words, pour it out? Don't don't hold on to little bits and pieces of the things that are weighing heavily on your heart and mind. Don't hold back when you talk to the Lord. And talk to him about the things that are troubling you. Don't just pray only for other people, although there may be times when the Lord may really call you to just spend time praying for others and not for yourself. That The Lord has done that with me many, many times. And those are really great times of refreshing and to kind of get off myself and stop seeing my own problems as the biggest things in the room when I really just focus on others and uh, fo- focus on seeking the Lord's will and interceding for them. So I'm not saying never do that. I'm not saying that. But for some of us, we can pray for everybody else and have a really hard time even praying for the most basic things for ourselves. If we're If we're living like that and praying like that, we're definitely not pouring it all out before the Lord. He doesn't want us to hold back when we talk to him. If there's stuff going on in your life, if there's stuff in the world that's a little bit like, oh, I'm, I'm a little freaked out by that. That's overwhelming. If whatever is troubling you, don't hold back and don't hang on to little bits and pieces of the things. If it's heavy on your heart, he wants you to be unburdened at the end of your prayer time. So be willing to really fully, completely pour it out to him, even if that feels a little bit foreign and is hard to do. If God did not want you to get it all out, you know, like let's get it totally out of your system, then God wouldn't have had this verse in the Bible. He wouldn't have said to pour it out if he didn't mean let's get it all out of there. God does not mince words with us. Isn't that a great reminder? He doesn't mince words. He's not playing hide and seek with us. He loves us with an everlasting love. And out of that love, he calls us to pour out our heart before him. So, you know, Jesus said in John chapter 14 that we'll obey him if we love him. And there are a few really amazingly profound and convicting and uh, get off the milk and start eating the meat of the word verses about obedience in John chapter 14 that just um, encourage and challenge me every time I read them. So when he says, if we'll, if we love him, we're going to obey him. Okay. Uh, Can I apply that to Psalm 62 verse eight? If I love him, will I pour out my heart? before him? Will I just do that? Will I trust confidently in him at all times? Could it be possible that this directive to pour it all out, like, I mean that, like pour it all out, that all that heavy stuff that's on our heart, pour it out before him. If it feels wrong in some way, is that maybe part of why we don't really do it? Like we kind of pour our hearts out during prayer time, but only kind of, not totally. You know, that may involve tears at times. Or super real raw honesty. And sometimes that does not feel very Christian to us. It can leave us feeling a bit exposed, kind of shaky or wobbly maybe. And yet God wants just this exact thing from his dearly loved children. And according to 1 John, that's exactly what we are. We are his dearly loved children. We are safest when we're smack dab in the center of the will of God. No place else is ever going to be more safe or more secure for us. One way that we can know God's will is to find out what he's told us in his word. There are times when we're going to feel like, oh, I don't know what God's will is. And we're going to hear from people around us, if they're honest, especially people that aren't really walking with the Lord, who maybe don't know 
they don't know Jesus from Adam, you know, like, I mean, they may be like, well, how, how do you even know what God's will is? How do you know how to pray in the will of God if you don't know what his will is? One way we can know is to find out what he has told us in the Bible. You know, in, in this, in this, in the book of Psalms, we have just in one book of the Bible, we have 150 Psalms that show us so much about the heart of God, that reveals so much of his will for us. We can safely talk to him and obey him in the areas that were shown, right? And this is just one portion of the Bible. Right here in Psalm 62, it tells us to pour out our hearts to him and to trust him confidently at all times. When we do those two things, we know we're in the will of God. We know we are because he's the one that said it. We didn't say it and say, now, God, this is how I want it to go down. This is what I want you to do. I'm going to come pour out my heart before you, and then, and then you're going to be a refuge for me. No, no, no. We're doing things the way he said. We're smack dab in the center of his will. We're safe. We're secure. Like, period. End of story. And then, now look out now, okay? Because I just kind of, I mentioned it a second ago, but this is, listen, this right here. These next handful of words, the very tail end of Psalm 62, verse 8, this is where it gets really real. Really real. The promise comes after we do those things. After we pour out our hearts to him, trust confidently in him at all times, boom, here's our promise. You ready? God is a refuge for us. Is. I-S. That is a beautiful present tense verb. Think about that. Not once in a while, God will be a refuge for you. Maybe he might decide to be a refuge for you. At, in times past, for just these certain people, at just this certain point in time, God was a refuge for them. God will be a refuge after the second coming of Christ. It doesn't say any of that. It says is. God is a refuge for us. God is a refuge for you. That is right now present tense in this moment. So go ahead. Turn to him in confident trust right now today. Whatever the case may be, whatever you're facing, whatever's coming at you, like right where you're dealing with some junk, some yuck in your life, right in that exact spot, turn to God in confident trust and pour your heart out to him. And then, you know, you just kind of get to watch him show up as your refuge. Watch him do what only our God can do, your shelter, your protection in a dangerous or a difficult situation. Who doesn't want that? He's going to protect you right there in that place of distress. Who doesn't want that? That's a good, good thing. And God will keep on providing you with protection and shelter for as long as you need it. This is not a promise that comes with an expiration date. You know, I've said at, in times past, I've mentioned that, you know, there's friendships can be like milk and they can have expiration dates. And that's been helpful, especially for, I hope anyway, for my kids when they were in those stages of life where friendships start to shift and change. It can be helpful to just know it's, it's like milk. Sometimes they have expiration dates. Some people, it doesn't mean you're not exactly friendly with them. It just means they may not be your BFF forever, for every single day, for the entirety of your life, right? Friendships can be like milk and can have expiration dates, but God's promises are not at all like milk. They do not expire. They never curdle. They don't go bad. They last. They prove true. And they always hold up, no matter what. 
No matter what, God's promises always hold up. Ask me how I know. God as your refuge means God is your recourse in times of trouble. He's your recourse. Think about that, that word recourse. What comes to mind to me is like legal recourse. That's a term that we hear when we, we don't hear the word recourse very often. And when we do, it's usually like in a legal sense, legal recourse. That's what comes to mind when I think about how that word applies to to anything, you know, where I've heard it used before. Can you think of a better source of refuge and recourse than the Lord God Almighty, the Most High God, the one who was and who is and who is to come, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the great I am? Nothing and no one can stand against the power of our God. You are not alone. You are not abandoned. You have not been set aside. You are not forgotten and you never will be because God is right now, today, in this very moment, a refuge for you. And tomorrow, he will be a present tense in that very moment, refuge for you again. You don't walk alone through this life. I really, really want you to hear that today. Because I know for many of us, Satan has got us duped. He's got us in a corner. He's got us thinking that maybe in this part of your life, you walk alone. Nobody would understand There's no real help for you. God's just done with you. He's tired of this. Those are lies straight from the pit of hell. You do not walk alone through this life. And you certainly do not battle alone. Put on the armor of God. Pour out your heart before your trustworthy God. And enjoy the benefits of being hidden away in your place of refuge. Look, not to be overly blunt here, but the truth is that so many of God's promises are for us right now, right here in this exact place where we find ourselves while we're living this life here on this earth. So many of them are for right now, but we've got them in a box on a shelf on hold. We've hit pause on them. We're saving them for later when we don't know, we don't know if we're going to wake up tomorrow. We don't know what's coming. We don't know that we have tomorrow for sure. So what do we have? Why have we pressed pause on something where God said, push play and keep that sucker running? Don't you dare shut that off. We don't want to be the ones shutting off God's promises because we simply will not believe them, will not trust him. We've just set them aside. That's for a later time. We're trying to play it safe and hedge our bets. We should never do that with God. I read all throughout my Bible of people who were the ones who went out on a limb and took a risk with God. You know what? God did amazing things for his kingdom and his glory through them. They lived their life. Man, the way I want to live my life is I want to I want to slide right into the grave, just doing as much as I can to honor the Lord with every single second and every single breath. I don't want to give up, curl up in a ball, hide in a corner, and just wait it out until the end comes. When we push pause on God's promises, we're kind of doing that. And and that's not what that's not what God wants. I can say that confidently. That's not what God wants. If he put a promise in his word in the Bible for you, and he did put promises in the Bible for you, he didn't put them there for you to just go, eh, I might get around. I might believe that later. How about believe it now? You know, in eternity, when we're in heaven, the new heavens and the new earth that are to come, for those of us who know Jesus as Lord and Savior, look, when when that's our reality, we won't be needing these same promises and the way that we need them now. 
We just won't. Because when we see him face to face, when he makes all things new, when he wipes every tear from our eyes, all things will be set right. And there will no longer be the impact of sin and death. That's going to be gone forevermore. Then we won't be living by faith because our faith will have become sight. But today we live by faith. So today is the time to believe God's promises. If you've got a promise in a box on a shelf, take it off the shelf, dust it off, open up that box and start believing it. If you've, if you've pressed pause on some of these things, press play and let it roll in your life. They're not for later on. They're not for down the road. They're not for after a while. They are for right now. And they cannot be used up or worn out. So when you need this promise again in a couple of days, which for me is about the normal, you know, like, yep, been a couple days, been a day or or two. So time to grab another one of God's promises and choose to believe it, you know, like, so when you need it in a couple of days, those promises will be plenty good for the next day and the next day and all of your tomorrows. They will not expire and you cannot wear them out. You cannot use them up. You could only set them aside and not believe. But for your today, don't leave them out of your life because they are for today. God wants you living in the light of his blessings and his love right now, this very day. Jesus did not endure the cross and procure your freedom so that you could wait around to live in that freedom. Eh, You know, maybe later on next month. Yeah, that's when I'll get really serious. Next month, I'll get really serious. I'll start applying this to my life. And uh, yeah, and, and it, maybe yeah, a few few more weeks, you know, the, the first day of a new month, that'll be a better time for me to kick my prayer time into a higher gear. Well, how about now? Like today, right now. What's wrong with now? There's a lot more wrong with, I'll get around to walking in the freedom Jesus offers me later on. There's a lot more wrong with that than with today, I'm going to live in a state of chronic and contagious belief. What God has for me, it can't not be for me. And it is for this very moment in time. Which one honors the Lord more? Which one stretches and grows our faith more? Which one gives us a testimony that points to Jesus Which option is the option God wants us to choose? Do not put off until tomorrow what you can do today. Isn't that how the saying goes? Well, today, don't be putting off what it says in Psalm 62, verse 8. Do it now, today, and get yourself the full blessing of this promise. Let me end this episode by reading the verse to you just one more time. And um, and then I'm going to add a link in the show notes, I'll put it at the very top where you can get a free prayer resource that resource that I put together. Oh, golly, it's been a while. It's been a few years back, um, but it's on the subject of prayer. And so it's not like prayer expires. So it's still a really good resource. I'll just put that link there. It's free. It's just something that might encourage you 21 days. It's a 21 day prayer devotional that you can get and just download on your on your phone, your computer, wherever you want to. So I'll put that link there. But I want to end by reading Psalm 62.8. I'm kind of just going to read it to you, for you. I'm speaking it over you today. So you listen while I read. Trust confidently in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Would you do that today? Would you trust him at all times? 
all of today, just everything that comes at you today, all through today, would you trust him confidently? Can you pour out your heart before him today? And then he's going to show up and be your refuge. Expect him to keep up his end of the deal, what he says in this verse, because he always, always keeps his promises. Lord bless you, and thanks so much for listening today, and I'll be back next time for episode number 136. Alrighty, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.